What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Season three of What We Do. Uh, We're back and we got a whole season ready for you guys. Six episodes already released on our Instagram if you want to check out what who is going to be on the next um, few episodes. But today we're here with Leo. You know him as Thrifts by Leo on Instagram. What's up? up? How's it doing? I'm doing great. Um, This is long time in the making. We've been we've been I've been wanting to get you in this chair for a while now. Um, Yeah, Yeah. You skipped out to California before I could get yeah, you in the no, chair last time. Out and about. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, we've worked together on a on a video. You were a model in one of my videos <laughs> early last year in March, um, which is how we initially met. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't remember when after that, but I think Leo told me, or not Leo, JoJo taught me that you were like thrifting with him and and going around with him. So I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know he was into that. Um, when we talked before, but uh, is that when you started thrifting seriously, or so we did that shoot what last March? Last March, okay. Yeah. I think I was doing it a little bit a little before, before that. that. Like I think I, I started in January. Okay, so it was just about a year that I was doing it this nice. past this past week. Sweet. And um, yes, I, I like just started. I was really not taking it too seriously, just really seeing what it was like and yeah, enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Was there like a particular thing that got you into it? Like, were you looking for something? to start with or was it just the idea of you know vintage clothes in general um like i've, I've been thrifting for a couple of years like just for myself to buy clothes to sure. wear you know for cheaper and You're right um yeah i was always buying stuff for myself and i just i always wanted to get like you know you see trends and stuff you see people wearing a lot of cool vintage stuff and cool graphic stuff and i'm like huh, some of these stuff is like actually like really cool and like yeah and then you start to see like the like newer street brands like recreating stuff and like making the same graphics and designs and colors and all that. And I'm just like, I don't want to, I don't want to pay that price for right. whatever. I mean, I can probably go there and do find it myself. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's what really got me into getting out there and thrifting and finding things for myself and for other people too, that can't find them, find these things on their own. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what transitioned you to start selling and, and open the Instagram and all that? Um, I think what really like, got me to start selling is um like it was still like during quarantine in the winter time and i really was it was hard making money i wasn't we, were, yeah. we weren't working at the time and it, i had needed a way to make some money and i had a bunch of vintage clothes sitting in my closet that some i didn't wear anymore and just even not even some vintage stuff just stuff that i thrifted and yeah stuff that i knew that like some other people would appreciate and so i figured i was like maybe i could just make a couple extra bucks selling on my instagram i made a new account and just started posting stuff on there and I had a, like most of my customer base was like my friends from around here which was cool because like a lot of my friends would always compliment me like growing up like yo where'd you get those pants from like yeah I thrifted it yeah they're like no way like, yeah <laughs> dude it's I swear yeah yeah but um yeah there was like there's just so much stuff that I had that I didn't wear anymore and I just knew I figured people would want like stuff that's cheap and easy to wear that's what like i was really focused on in the beginning it's just being able to sell stuff for cheap and like easy essential stuff that people could just wear with anything with like a bunch of different outfits any season whatever stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah absolutely before that were you into clothes like all your life like is were you into streetwear and stuff before going to the thrift and stuff like that yeah i'd say that i was um i was more into like I was really big into like skate wear. Uh-huh. Like I skated a little bit when I was younger and um, I was just always wearing like Vans and stuff. Like, you know, just a simple Levittown skater kid. Right, sure. But um, yeah, and it, it transitioned a little bit in high school. I just started like caring more about what I wore and like how I put stuff together. And um, 
I think in like I don't know, maybe like my sophomore junior year, I really just started like experimenting with different things and different clothes, and that's when I really started like thrifting, like the beginning of high school, and I would go to like my sisters with my mom, and I would just find stuff that I would like want to try to wear, maybe like experiment with, and that's one thing that I like to take away from thrifting is like when I go out there is like I'm looking for stuff to buy for myself now and to sell now, but I'm also just like just looking at different things, different jackets and pants, like. Oh, that could be a cool outfit. This could be a cool outfit. This could go cool with something like this. You know, just like mm -hmm. taking inspiration from just clothes, just like being out there. Yeah, for sure. That's really interesting. I think um, most of our guests that we've had on kind of approach it from like a nostalgic angle, where mm -hmm. they're these are things that they remember or things that they really liked that they didn't have in the past and for can sure. now have now. Um, or people who were get really into like the niche subjects where they're like, I really want to learn a lot about jerseys or a mm -hmm. lot about this that. Um, Coming in, going into the thrift store and kind of looking at it as like putting an outfit together is kind of a different um, objective that I, I don't think we've had heard a lot on this on this show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sean, hold on. Can't answer this. I hate to interrupt the show, but um, yeah. So that that's that's really interesting to me. Um, you said initially you started with essentials. Is there a point where you then kind of shifted to something else recently, or? I mean, I, yeah. So. I don't really, it's kind of hard to explain, but sure. I guess, um, yeah, like in the beginning, I just wanted to sell, I really just wanted to sell like essential stuff that you can just wear with multiple things, different things, whatever. And then I, like, I was following Joe at the time and like right. I knew that he was selling stuff and he had a bunch of cool stuff. I'm just like, how does he, how did he get this stuff? Like, I want to be able to sell, like, I want to be able to give these type of stuff to these people, like my friends too. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, that's when like I really started like trying to learn and like, figure out like what's what and I mean I had a little bit of sense but Joe really he helped right. me out a lot and like other local friends too that I've met through Instagram helped me a lot for sure and um yeah I think I just started like probably like a couple months in just really started like learning about the different like t-shirts that there are different designs different graphics different you know all the stitching all the tags and everything and I really like I was just really taking I took a lot of time and just I wasn't working. I mean, I had I had the time to yeah. just go online and learn. Was there one like particular resource or person that helped learning like those things, learning about the t-shirts, learning about uh, different specifics? Yeah, I'd probably say JoJo. Yeah. He helped me out a lot. Um, yeah, and like we were, like we met through like mutual friends through like high school and like playing basketball or something, but um, like we really got close over the past two years and he really taught me a lot and very thankful for that for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out JoJo. For um sure. is there any particular um thing that you learned about t shirts or, or clothing in general that kind of surprised you that things were worth as much as they were? Was there any any particular one genre that you can think of? Hmm. I guess I didn't really start like realizing and learning that some of these T shirts were worth like even past like a hundred dollars until like a couple yeah. months in or well, to be honest, they weren't worth that much okay, yeah. okay, until the point. time that you did good get point. into it. Because yeah. when I was, I don't, I sound like an old man when I say when <laughs> I was, when I, in, in high school, when my dad was showing me stuff and like watching, you know, round two and following Mr. Throwback and stuff, that stuff was a hundred dollars, like hundred dollar, hundred dollar, like wrap tea, Tupac tea was like the most expensive Top, yeah. thing that wasn't Supreme or Bape in the store. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like for the thrifted goods to now be going for thousands like that's totally different ball game no you're which right. has happened very recently yeah yeah it did happen very post pandemic recently. 
so yeah I, I guess I did I get I got caught up like just in right in the market um whatever you call it, uprise but yeah the price is going up yeah and um and it was it was different it was very because at the beginning I mean I wanted to sell stuff for cheap yeah yeah and it's it's not easy to do that when everyone else isn't selling stuff for cheap and right you know, yeah you know how it is and but um an interesting question is there anything you've gotten into just because of thrifting bands games sports anything like that that you like i've been listening become more interested i have been listening to like more older music um so my parents in the back in the philippines um they were like radio hosts oh cool and so they used to you know play a bunch of different songs yeah and this was back in i want to say the 70s 80s and so they have a lot of music knowledge and my dad knows a lot a bunch of different bands and I'd, sometimes I'd come home with a shirt or something and I, I wouldn't know what's up I mean like I might have looked it up but right. I would just ask my dad like yeah you know who this is and he like he would tell me a cool story like oh yeah I remember playing that one time with like my friend and your mom was there and I was like yeah that's pretty cool like, yeah yeah that my dad actually knows this stuff and I don't but it's cool to see that like in that situation that other people really appreciate like stuff that you're finding stuff that you have yeah absolutely and it makes you appreciate it too and like you appreciate their appreciation for it and it just it goes around in a circle yeah i mean that's one of the best things about having local friends who are into this stuff too because you know we'll find stuff that we know is cool we recognize is cool but doesn't have any personal appeal to us right. but you've got your buddy who you know like byron who's into you know longhorn stuff and mm-hmm. you know <laughs> houston rockets longhorns go straight and, and longhorns go straight to him yep. um so having that those different people in your life that you know like oh this guy's really into this thing can make the experience a whole lot cooler which it sounds like even with your customer base you were doing the same thing with your friends from high school and from Mm -hmm. here and there finding stuff that they like is also kind of a a a motivation for you you'd say yeah it's really cool like um for example um one of my buddies colin um his family goes up to like like wall and paul pack okay if that's how you say it and um (laughs) i don't know there it was just really cool it's in pa it was just really cool because i found like a vintage 90s sweater yeah and like i showed it to him and he's like really appreciate it and like stuff like that is is really cool to me like to see people appreciate what you do and like even just to show love for a a vintage t-shirt or crew neck like right it's cool to see that people who aren't into it if they like get excited about it or something yeah yeah that that is interesting too because i I i've seen that a lot too where people um i have you know family members or, or friends that are like really into one thing and will post something about that thing and they'll go crazy for it with no real care for the fact that it's old necessarily, mm-hmm. they just like the thing on its face of what it is, right, you know, right. without it without it being from the 80s or 90s or whatever, um, which I think is a funny discrepancy because a lot of people who thrift vintage clothes are like, this is from 1984, is and that's yeah. why it's cool. Like, yeah. it's uh, it's an interesting um, a disassociation between those two groups. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's awesome. So, so now what would you say your do you have any sort of main focus that you like want to get into collecting a specific thing or anything like that is there any collect collection growing um i brought a couple things here that i've been i've been buying a couple things and collecting a little bit of um with the escher tees i said i've been i've been picking up a couple of mc escher tees over the past i don't know probably like six months Uh but i just remember seeing one like a while ago on online it was one of the like the all over print like the white ones yeah and i just i've always been like a fan of like abstract art and yeah it's just interesting because it's 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 different it's not it's not very yeah it's not very common to see like his art in that style 
Yeah, I remember, I don't know what it was, 2017 or 18, Supreme did the whole line mm-hmm. with MC Escher. And I didn't realize until very recently that the all-over print style was something that they had appropriated. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like something that could have been in their lane where they took a bunch of his art and made an all-over. It's not really all-over. It's, yeah, it's, it's all-over, but it's like little prints it's all just over. little separate ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know that, and, and I saw a bunch of ones pop up on Vintage Pages, and I was like, oh, that's cool that that... That that style of printing was there because I'm I'm super into like screen printing and all yeah. the different styles and stuff and so like whenever you see like a, an all over print like like the ones American Thunder ones we did mm-hmm. aren't technically all over prints they're like oversized prints that just kind of cover the whole shirt mm-hmm. but there are a bunch of different prints on it so it's not like you know flat all over right right and to see styles like the MC Escher where it's like all over but it's a bunch of different little scenes of his artwork mm. all over the shirt yeah, is kind of cool sure yeah let's let's go through them for sure I'm gonna put this up here should I put it up here yeah go ahead alright actually here so going back to what we were talking about about yeah. the photo shoot I have a gift for you oh sweet oh my god that's awesome if you wanna take a look at that thank you yeah I figured you'd like that I love it that's awesome it's like brand new too yeah, absolutely. That is exactly what what my collection is into <laughs> too. Um, I bought a bunch of these, a bunch of Filicana shirts Word. recently. Dope. Thank you for sure, man. But um, yeah, I brought the four that I've had recently. I've um, I've sold a couple of them that I had. Um, that's the thing with me is like, I've been really into selling a lot, and it's been working for me. And Sometimes I just sell stuff too fast and I don't get to I don't get to appreciate it. Yeah. And but um yeah, back to like the Oliver Print one. This is probably my favorite one that I got. I've always wanted the one with the faces on it. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I can't think of the exact name of the artwork. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Bond of Union or something. But it's cool because the faces and like it's like the rib cage and they all like come together, you know, and they complete each other. Yeah. But they're separated in the graphic, which is cool. Yeah, and I love like the, too. I love like the little, um, the little pieces too mm-hmm. around the artwork, like the little geometric shapes and stuff. Yeah, like he's that. he's always using a bunch of different like shapes and stuff, and it, it's really cool. Um, there was this one long sleeve one that I saw. It had all of these like these shapes on them on yeah, the sleeve, cool. and it's, uh, it was like multicolored. It was cool. It was different because so, uh, most of the ones you see, I feel like, are all black and white. Yeah, yeah. This is this is awesome, and I love. I mean, his artwork is perfectly suited for like screen prints and like t-shirts I feel like because mm-hmm. it's super intricate but it's all um, like flat lines mm-hmm. like it's all just flat geometric lines so like the detail comes through incredibly and um, yeah I love I think my favorite one I love the sphere one that he's looking at himself in oh uh, yeah 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 that one's amazing right there in the back in the yeah. middle but yeah I love all the optical illusions that are in it and like it's very easy to look at, even though it like it seems complicated. It's very easy to look at, and like, I think easy to just tell what it is, you know? Yeah, for sure. But uh, yeah, I've been collecting a couple of those. I've got my eye on a few, and uh, yeah, I just really love like abstract art. Yeah, absolutely. That's a terrible fold. <laughs> we can do better. That's all right. But, uh, yeah, what about these two? I'm gonna show those too. Yeah, why not? Sure. All right. Well, oh, this um, one's cool. That one's cool. That's I think that's the one with this portrait on the front. Yeah. And um, this one, this one's a classic one with the drawing hands. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. If if people haven't seen or known, 
But like the drawing hands are supposed to be like the hands are just it's just continuous like one hand is drawing the other hand and yeah same thing with the other hand it's just drawing the other hand yeah and it just keeps going around and it's my bad you're good it's really cool to see that on this like it's coming like out of like the page you know yeah breaking the it's pretty cool stuff. i love the ones that um are the uh the birds and the fish mm -hmm. that intertwine the and air and water one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah totally like um tiled out right, completely right. so that they just the same shape and in, in inverse yeah, it's crazy like how do, how do you do that <laughs> i don't know i don't know much about mc escher to be honest i, I should i should definitely uh read up on him yeah um, that's the that was the cool thing like i didn't i didn't really know much about him when i first started i mean i don't know the most but yeah like i remember when i was in high school i saw that like the supreme drop and yeah i was like yo like that art's just pretty cool and like it, yeah. it caught my eye and it was just something that i remember it and then then I saw it on Instagram a couple months ago, and I was like, yo, I I need this. And yeah. Ever since that first one, it wasn't the white one, but it was a very similar one. It was another white one with, like, all over stuff. And um, very similar, though. But yeah. um, I bought that one, and then ever since then, I was just like, man, I love these. Like, these are really cool. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to know more about um, about who made these prints and stuff, too, because, I mean, I've seen a lot of artist prints. Like, Sean's got a Thomas Aikens shirt from the from uh, PMA. But, like... You don't see a ton of fine artists putting like having t-shirt right, collections right. and stuff like that like um it'd be interesting to know like did he have any say or interaction with like putting all that stuff on a tee like mm -hmm. somebody must have thought oh we have the license or to mc escher stuff let's yeah, put yeah. a million of them on one right. shirt you know because <laughs> that's creative in itself like you could just put one piece of artwork and sell them yeah probably just as well but the idea of putting multiple different pieces on one shirt, um, which could have been from totally different times in his life and totally yeah. different eras and stuff, is pretty cool. For um, sure. T-shirts was one of the only mediums where you could do that with with somebody's fine art. You know, just, just oh, yeah. make it crazy by putting it on the shirt a million times and have no no <laughs> yeah, it, care for it's what it's about. For sure, and it's yeah, it's a lot to look at if you just if you're not really like if you're not really looking, but like it's it's simple. Yeah, it, it's cool. I, I like. It. I really appreciate. It. Like crazy stuff and that really makes you think when you're looking at it yeah absolutely yeah yeah, yeah that's dope um yeah so when when you, you said you got you've been very into selling lately um what are your platforms that you're on um so i mainly sell on instagram that's mm -hmm. like where i make most of my sales and um i've been selling on grail recently um i've been selling on depop since i started but it hasn't really picked up until the past two months i'd say yeah um so i sold a couple of things on ebay and mercari yeah. But um yeah, I'm trying to put together a website soon to make it easier for everyone to shop because sure. you know, not everyone has Depop or Grailed and not yeah. everyone yeah, just make it easier for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And it 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 gives you a lot more uh options too if you have your own website to mm -hmm. to run sales and discounts and all sorts of things that those other websites you can do on, but it's more complicated. Yeah, and then all the fees. Yeah. <laughs> and the fees. Um so right now how how many things do you have like listed or like just in general in hand like what what listed right now i think i haven't i haven't really listed a lot of new items recently i was kind of i was kind of trying to save stuff for the philly flea yeah and then after that i was really gonna start working at on the website and then give like a good first drop you know yeah definitely so um i think i have about 100 items listed right now nice yeah that sounds perfect what was your experience at the first uh vintage flea um so the first one that i was at I think that was beginning of the summer. Yeah. It was at their gym. Yeah. Um, 
and it was really fun. It was really nice out. It was a really good turnout. Um, some of my friends came, which was cool. And so we set up next to DB Vintage, and that's nice. where I met him. We were helping him set up. Shout out, Kyle. Yeah. And um, ever since then, like, like I met a bunch of people that day. I mean, that was probably the day I really started to like get get out and like get to meet people and you know yeah. connect with people and make those connections that really pay off in the end. Like you know, down the line, someone might hook you up. Right. And it's cool to see those those friendships like pay off. Um, but yeah, the Philly, the first Philly flu was great. Um, I probably could have brought more stuff, but I I didn't really know. Man. It was like <laughs> my first like vintage flea actually yeah i did a pop-up before that and it was kind of just like a small business pop-up which was still cool um but yeah i, I definitely could have brought more stuff um but yeah I, I sold a lot of stuff and it was it was really fun it was a good time yeah absolutely yeah yeah th- those guys are great i mean i i think that that's exactly what they hope to do is bring a lot of the vintage people together locally mm-hmm. you know and give them an opportunity to sell like you know a lot of stuff real sure. quick you know um, i think they're doing a great job too yeah i think they're doing awesome they just sold out um they just sold out a booth yeah. yesterday i believe is that what a day yeah <laughs> in a day pretty much um yeah i saw the tickets were like he said they posted on their story like two more 15 by 15s were left with like that was like two hours ago and i was like oh shoot i'm not gonna make it and then i bought the one with joe last second and then my buddy Frew, who i was just i was just with today yeah. he was able to get the last one which is nice. crazy so and that was like late night, so we were like <laughs> sketching. But luckily, we did. It's good that you guys got in. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm really. We're really excited about that. That's gonna be really, really awesome. Um, sure. Yeah, for sure. When when you know you you got you said Joe kind of helped you out with getting into stuff, but I know that you and Joe and Byron and stuff all kind of thrift together regularly, right? Sometimes, uh, not, not not really regularly, but like we see each other. Yeah. Like, like every day. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, but yeah, like we a couple times we've we've gone out, you know, like hit the bins or like just gone out and hit a couple thrift stores with each other. That was like when we first met Byron a couple months ago. I think that was like beginning of summer, spring, yeah. and um, yeah, it was cool. But like it is hard. Like we all know it's hard, right? Because there's just not as much stuff for three people. Yeah, or four I, I, people. I was gonna ask you what it's like because like you know I've been to the thrift with my dad or with Sean, but I'm not in <laughs> I'm not in direct competition with those people. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like if I find something that I don't like that my dad could sell, it's his. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? If if something Sean likes and I don't, it's Sean's. You know what right, I mean? Right. So obviously going with other people, but we've seen you know people on on different Instagram accounts and YouTube pages who go and thrift with their buddies all the time. I just, I think it's interesting because it's like you guys kind of got to share a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little And bit. that's kind of tough sometimes, I, I, I'd i imagine. For sure, oh yeah. Um, yeah, like the business part of it, sometimes it's it's hard because, you know, like what we're doing is we're out there like looking for stuff and you just got to, like you got to find it. Yeah. And with, it's cool because like, you know, they're, they're the homies and we all hook each other up with stuff like, you know, sometimes... Byron will want something, I'll get it. I don't want something, Joe will get it. You know, it's really cool to see that. And, like, even sometimes with, like, not just us three, but it's cool, like, other people I've met that you build that relationship with enough that they're able to just hook you up sometimes if you need it. Right. And, um, but, yeah, going back to what you said, it it can be a competition sometimes, but we kind of just do our own thing and, um, you know, we keep up with each other. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's working out. There's definitely a lot of stuff out there too. I think people yeah, have, yeah. people have been discouraged by how many um, people go to the thrift store now compared mm-hmm. to like three or four years ago, and people are discouraged by how many people they see posting cool shit who they know live in like the local area. I feel that. But at, at least where we live, there's a lot of places, and they put out a lot of stuff every day. Mm-hmm. So for you know, 
less than 10 people around the area trying to look for the same stuff as you. There's still people in there who are thrifting, but they're not necessarily going for the same stuff that you're going for. I think there's still plenty out there for for people to go find. So I don't think I don't think anybody should get complacent and be like, oh, they they got all the stuff. Yeah, like yeah. you could go, you could go literally any hour of the day. We've we've gone to to Second Ave at like ten o'clock, yeah, and, yeah. Fa- and found stuff before because yeah. they just rolled it out the last hour or whatever, you <laughs> yeah. know. Um, so it 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 definitely, it's all random. It's definitely yeah. a fun game to it's, play. It's but. random and it's just like I I tell people, like because people you know people ask like where do you go? What do you do? And I just right. I tell them like I go everywhere. Like you just gotta. If you want to find some cool stuff, you got to get that get out there and find it. You got to get out there and yeah. stay consistent and stuff will come to you, you know. Yeah, you have to make your own luck by being there. For sure. Yeah. As much as possible, really. Like I was really I was always asking Joe like, "Man, how do you find these good stuff?" And now like, I'm coming out here with nothing, dude. Yeah. And like he's just like, "I don't know, man. It's just that's how it is." And now I'm like, "All right, I got to I got to switch things up a little bit and I just started going more, you know." Yeah, yeah. Being yeah. more consistent. That's the biggest thing. And and obviously learning to kind of broaden your horizons mm-hmm. and be like, okay, now I'm not just looking for the exact same stuff I was a year ago. Now I'm also looking for this and this and this and this. Right, right. And just slowly getting more confident with each aisle and being like, oh, shoes, I know basically what I'm looking for here. You know, clothes, like T-shirts, I know what basically what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And then just expanding that until you feel like you walk into a thrift store and you, you like, everything. you're like, I got it, I got it. Like, I, I feel under control, which I, I certainly don't have that skill at all. <laughs> Um, I don't go nearly enough, and I don't peruse eBay enough to to have that skill. But yeah, it's man. really it's really cool to watch people who do. There's so much. Store. Yeah, there's just so much out there to make money off of. So much out there yeah. that's that's cool. Like, not even to make money out of. Like, if you're bored, go to a thrift store. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, you'll find something. You'll find something cool. Yeah, I mean, and and I've you know for a while now been into like CDs and I know Sean's super into like the art books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that at least the people that I know are not looking through. Like me and Byron and my dad are the only ones buying CDs. I'm pretty sure. Cause they don't sell for shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're not a good investment, but <laughs> they're cheap and they're cool to find. Yeah, so yeah. that's why we look for them. And like, same thing with like books. Like I don't know how many guys are going through the book section at all these places and like looking through to find the first editions and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. nobody, like, cause there is money to be made there, but you would have to be, you know, using a whole lot of your, whole lot of your time to yeah. check through kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for um, sure. there's definitely some trade off of like, you know, I don't want to spend forever in this one store if I'm looking through stuff that I don't know yeah, yeah. that much about, you know? Um, so would you say that you try to prioritize like get into a bunch of different stores or do you spend like one two hours in one store and then move on to the next i i cannot stand i hate standing in a store for like a long time like yeah. i have to i just gotta go cause yeah because in my head i'm thinking like i gotta go because somewhere else someone's bringing out a really cool t-shirt yeah and it might be mine you know honestly like right that's kind of how i look at it and um yeah i kind of just try to go and just kind of read the room you got to read the room you gotta yeah i just kind of read the room and like see when i don't know when do you think if they're bringing stuff out if if there looks like there's stuff back there it's not that hard to look sure yeah um but yeah i I try to i try to avoid some days like i'll avoid joe i'll I'll go i'll stay away from him and byron yeah but i mean i'll talk to them but you know we all do our own thing and we all yeah look for our own stuff 
Yeah, I, I, um, I'm kind of in agreement. I, I like to get in the store, look through the stuff that I want to go, and then just kind of leave because you just sink so much more time. And you might sometimes you might sink time in and be patient and get that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, you might be like, oh, I'm glad I did wait for that next rack to come out because it had this thing on it. Right. And sometimes you're sitting there seeing what's on the rack and being like, I'm pretty sure that's that, and I want them to roll it out, and then they never do. Mm-hmm. And then you're just sitting there forever and waiting and for them to like, roll something mm-hmm. out. Um, this is sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely so, had many situations like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, uh, that's a tough one. But I, I mean, for the most part, I, I, I agree with you where I want to keep moving and just mm-hmm. go to the next store and do another thing. Um, what's the furthest you've gone to thrift? Uh, like driving wise, I've probably driven like, like two hours. Two, damn. It's pretty far. Or is Reading like, that's like, about two hours. Am I Hour forty five? Okay, yeah, I yeah. think so, yeah. Yeah. All right. About two hours. Yeah, it's probably the farthest I've driven like in a day. But Yeah. Was mm-hmm. that was that for an event or that was just No, I was thing? just yeah, like in the summer, like I was like, Man, I'm trying to find some new places. Oh, nice. Because I couldn't find anything. Yeah. And uh, you know, you just gotta switch it up sometimes. I just went out there, took a day and like yeah. hit the bins down there. I got some good stuff. And Absolutely. um Yeah, really just hit the bins down there. I was there for a couple hours. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Um that's a place where you wanna stay. You want to stay for as yeah, long yeah. as possible because um, they're rolling racks out every 20 minutes. Yeah, they so. were they were bringing out some some stuff, and it was huge. Like the Reading bins are really big, twice as big as the other ones. And the like the ones at Montgomery, yeah. like six times. Like it's <laughs> huge. like it's like a it's a warehouse. Yeah, it's huge. Um, but yeah, I met some dudes up there, um, Flexico Vintage, and uh, reused and recycles. But yeah, those are the homies, and it's cool because like you meet people at the thrift, you say what's up, and like now we're we're friends now on Instagram and we say what's up to each other at the events and like yeah. I buy stuff off of them they cop stuff from me it's cool you know it's it's cool to see that like friendships paying off yeah absolutely for sure so you got some more stuff in the in the tote there you want to I do have go a through some things. new things um yeah if you want to look at these I've got um I've been buying a couple of Apple T-shirts ooh some. cool I've um so what kind of started it is not this exact T-shirt but this Apple tea. yeah. Um, this was probably like one of my better first finds. I Absolutely. found, so I found this shirt and then it was the Apple works. I think Apple works like six or no, I forget. It was one of them, but it was the Apple works shirt. It had like a protractor on it with like a pencil. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But um, I found those at uh, at the thrift store and I was like, I was, I thought I like really hit the jackpot. I was like, yeah. this, I mean, I, I get to hit the lottery now. And, um, but yeah, I've, I mean, I've always been an Apple guy and I can't, can't get an Android. That's just, that's <laughs> yeah. just me, you know? Everybody has their own preferences, but for sure. And I've always liked the simplicity of just Apple stuff, like the phones, and I, it's just always been easy to use and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just Apple teachers just really caught my eye, and I really, I've really been enjoying them recently. They're really simple, and like I like how it's multicolored on the Apple yeah, and some the of the old, tea. So the old eighties, seventies, eighties. Yeah, and you can you can match it with some other stuff too. Yeah. Yeah, and who doesn't love a cool simple white T-shirt? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean Apple Apple is super interesting because they. They did a ton of T-shirts um, for all their different products, and they did mm-hmm. a lot of creative stuff. Obviously, they're Apple, so they are going to do creative T-shirts. But um, yeah, go ahead. Like I, uh, yeah, I, I want to know more about them. Like the specific, like what tees they had with what, like drop or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow a, a couple Instagram accounts that have a pretty big Apple collection and have some good knowledge about it, but I just haven't heavily tapped into it as much as I'd like to. But yeah, yeah, I've just been picking up a couple of these along the way. Um, this one's one of my favorites. So this one's oh, that's really cool. This is a Mission Impossible, like promo T-shirt. Yeah, 
see that here. Hold it up. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know it was actually Mission Impossible until That's on the really back cool. it says Ethan Hunt. Yeah. And you see that? Yeah, finger match. But um, and then I saw the, the sleeve hit. And I was like, okay, it's, it is. <laughs> That's really cool. But um, yeah, I got that one from my buddy Max at Retro Recovery, and he hooked me up with that. And I love black T-shirts with fades and stuff. And yeah. Yeah, I just thought it was a really cool design. That's you a don't really see cool this one pretty back, often. For sure. But that's one of my favorite ones. I think that's the only black one I've had. Uh-huh. This one's a nice, just simple one. A journey begins. That's sick, yeah. Yeah. And um, I wish I didn't sell the Appleworks one, man. Uh-huh. It's just another one of those, like, I just got it, and I was like, money. You can make money. You might as well make it. <laughs> Sean, go to, go to, um, do you have that one in your Instagram? The Apple yes. one? Go, yeah, go to be. his Instagram first because I want to see that one. And then I want you to go to my dad's Instagram because there's a shirt I want to show Leo. Um, should be down a little bit. You can just you can just scroll down here before you switch over, Sean. Um, yeah, my dad had a really, really cool Apple tea. I don't know if he still has it, um, but it's one of the coolest teas I've ever, he's ever found, in my opinion. That's dope that he found it. Yeah. I, I wish I found all of these too. <laughs> <laughs> um and his his has a weird story behind it and I'll tell you once we pull that up. Dang, I posted a lot last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's good though. A lot of good stuff too. It's coming up, I think. We're getting there. <laughs> it's like right there. There it is, there it is. Left side. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, they were they were dead stock, and it was it was really cool. And I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. What what tags are they on? Um, the Haynes beefy tag. Oh, oh cool. No. Sorry, I think it is still beefy. Yeah, yeah Haynes beefy. beefy. Nice. This one's not single stitched. I think it's the same one. Yeah, same one. Just this one's a little bit worn in, and I, I like it like that. Yeah, gives it a little bit of character, and can't always look too clean all the time. Especially know? if it's a retro Apple tea. I mean, for sure, I want it to look perfect. That was cool. Apple yeah, that was that was the back of the Apple. What is Apple Works? Do, does any do any of us know? I don't. I feel like it's like a. Is it like a like a early Illustrator? Like, yeah, it's something like. Look it up, Sean. I want to know what Apple Works is. It's obviously a computer application. Um. So anyway, my 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 dad's shirt. One of the things that Apple did a bunch of was um like collegiate. Uh, shirts for like kids going back to school for mm-hmm. college um, I guess because that's the time you're picking you know whether you're going to buy this laptop or that laptop or this desktop or that desktop mm-hmm. um, yeah Sean I'm pretty sure it's not the Apple works in Indiana pretty sure that's not it uh, computer application integrated office suite containing word processor database and spreadsheet okay, okay. so it's like all of those in one um, yeah go to my dad's page um, so this was one of those. It was like meant for um, kids going back to college. And um, scroll down. I'll tell you where I, where I find it. It's really far down, probably. Mm-mm. Keep going. Is this years ago? Um, it was a couple years ago. Sean, go up real quick. Okay, go ahead. Go down. Boom, boom, boom. 
I know exactly what it looks like. It just... Hold on, go up real quick. Go up. Alright, go down. That's not it. It's definitely before this. trying to keep up and like <laughs> look at each thing look at each thing as we go um this is bad this is dead air it's a really cool shirt though i want to i want to show you it there it is right in the middle okay oh, wow. so this is um bongo's dream dorm right so it's like a cartoon and it's got like this you know crazy dream house dorm college dorm right um and then in the back you got macintosh part of every student's wildest dreams That's but dope. Do you recognize the style of cartoon? I have. Does it, it remind it, you of something? It does look familiar. It's Matt Groening, who is the artist behind The Simpsons. Oh. So this is a um, previous, uh, um, this is or, or kind of during the rise of The Simpsons, uh, comic strip trip that he had about Bongo, who's the character in the top left. So it was a collaboration that he did with Apple. Um, that's dope. Back in 1989. Um, and you can read all about it on that post if you want to know everything else. Um, There's a ton in the house. Yeah, Sean, go to the next go to the next picture. Keep going. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool print. It's it's um, just, you know, a bunch of crazy cartoon drawings. I like that back hit. That's cool. Yeah, and then that, that, that kind of shows you the, the marketing they were going for. Like, they're trying to put apple as like you know mac as like the the greatest thing you could have as a student yeah. joint starting college you know um so i thought that was pretty cool um you know that one's sweet I've, I've never seen that one and then of course you've got the infamous apple shoes which are ridiculously expensive have you seen them maybe sean look up expensive apple shoes um they're apple brand I should know more about these because these are pretty pretty well known. But um, yeah, so a pair of a pair of sneakers designed. Hold on, go back. Sorry. <laughs> a pair of uh, sneakers designed exclusively for Apple employees in the mid nineteen nineties sold for nearly ten thousand dollars. Jeez, um, they're pretty cool. I think they, I think somebody recently did a remake of this or something. I feel um, like they look like the Yeezy like Calabasas. They they look like uh, Stan Smiths too, um, but yeah, they're uh, interesting. They're pretty well known. I'm sure somebody in the comments or somebody watching this knows more than I about these. But uh, yeah, they're pretty pretty popular. Um, I feel like I might have sought seen after that, but, yeah. uh, like a, a gr uh, by, pop by popular. I mean like the thing that people would want to find yeah, yeah. in oh, a thrift store. You know I, what I mean? would love to find <laughs> that too. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So what else you got in the bag? Um, I brought a couple of Nike things with me. Cool. Side. Um, yeah, one of the one things that like really got me interested in like vintage Nike stuff is um, like the windbreakers. I was always that was probably like my favorite thing to find at yeah. the thrift store because like you could find them; they were easy. Yeah. you would just find like a cool. I think I think my first one was like purple and blue, like teal and purple. Uh -huh. That's kind of like. That kind of inspired me for my my profile picture that I had yeah. recently the past year, um, but yeah, those are like my favorite colors to see on like a vintage piece. Like it just looks so '90s and yeah, 
um yeah i would just always like to wear like a windbreaker over a hoodie and it was just cool because like not many people now were wearing like nike windbreakers or vintage windbreakers yeah and then i would always just get compliments on them and you know people really appreciated them too and that's kind of what i started selling i like to source a lot of the windbreakers online and i started selling those specifically and then i started to branch out into these nike hoodies and sweatshirts and not really realizing that like at the time like it was just there was a, such a demand for that and people like really wanted just nike stuff and at the time center swooshes were like people knew about them and then at the time they were just the 90s and older center swooshes were just going up and the demand for them was just going up and yeah yeah people just wanted them and travis scott definitely played a part in yeah he did for yeah sure. and for sure because he's you know he's a famous person he's a celebrity and he has a big influence in fashion in general yeah um like even the whole like cargo pants thing like he really i feel like he really put that out there for again for people to start wearing more cargos and the whole aesthetic yeah for yeah sure. yeah definitely influenced that for sure yeah like the nike windbreakers is, and like jackets and like the crazy prints is like what really got me into like vintage nike stuff i've always been i've always been a nike fan like just growing up i've just always like you know, I just always bought Nike stuff growing up. I was always into the colors and into, like, the simplicity of stuff. And, I mean, this one's a crazy piece. This one's yeah, loud. That's loud as hell. It's <laughs> such, a, such a cool pattern, too. This one's um, 80s on the good 80s tag. And, um, yeah, I got this one from a homie over. He's in. He's over in Boston. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's definitely different. It's It stands out for sure. I like the plain sleeves, too, with, yeah, the, yeah. with the loud print, too. It's interesting. It's very cool. Um, but I've had I've had a bunch of different windbreakers and stuff. And I, I started to transition to, you know, like the vintage Nike hoodies. I didn't realize how that the quality was really good, too. And that it made me want to start buying more buying more hoodies and stuff. And I got I got lucky and I met a couple of friends online who were also interested in Nike stuff and vintage Nike stuff. And they were selling, they were collecting more. Um, yeah, they were always big, like collectors of like different colors of Nike hoodies and crewnecks and such. And I was like, man, I, I kind of want some of these too. These are pretty cool. After I got my first one, it was it was a wrap after that. <laughs> but back to like the cool designs that they had. This is another 80s tee, but here's the back. That's pretty cool. cool. It says Air. And then on the front also says, oh, sorry. The back says Nike and the front says Air. Uh-huh. Cool, like yeah, that's sick. Design. Yeah, that's awesome. I love this color too. But um, yeah, they had some crazy designs back then. Yeah, I love the different patterns and stuff, and all, um, almost all screen printed too. Which now Nike everything is is heat pressed on mm-hmm. to like a super performance tee, and like, they barely sell cotton yeah, tees at all. That's like one thing I feel like it's so easy to just explain to someone is just like in hand, like just feel the quality of the tee compared to this tee. Yeah, and then they'll be like, oh wow, yeah, this one feels cheap. I mean Nike, other than like um, you know regular left chest embroidered swoosh cotton shirts i don't think they really have any graphic tees that are like what they had in the 80s and 90s that they sell now Mm -hmm. like most of them are on you know their performance dry fit stuff and that's fine you know it's decent but like it's not the same necessarily as a screen printed cool pattern on a regular cotton t-shirt you know for sure yeah so definitely it just doesn't feel the same so body most people don't most people in vintage that i know don't get the center swoosh trend can you explain the appeal and the the you know 
uh, uptick in center swooshes being sold. Mm. So I'm going to speak for myself. And yeah, back to what I was saying. Um, I think there's just a lot of people out there, you know, a lot of people enjoy Nike stuff. It's yeah. very simple. And they did a great job with this swoosh. I can, you just can't, you know, right. it's, it's so simple and it's like sharp. I think that's one people one thing that really draws people to it. And yeah, um, yeah that's just one thing was like simplicity and um, yeah, they, it, they had really cool colors back then. And like recently, a lot of people on Instagram have been sourcing these colors like online and bringing yeah. them to people's attention. And like that, like marketing and everything like trends and the word on the internet just spreads and when Travis Scott wore that center swoosh after that like a lot of people just they wanted they wanted the brown aesthetic they wanted the brown Nike hoodie then they wanted the Nike hoodie then they wanted all the different colors of the Nike hoodies and it just started going and growing from then and um, yeah there's just some people out there that really appreciate Nike and like they really just enjoy the the swoosh you know yeah there's a there's like uh, coincidence of the fact that the colors are so similar to the ones that Travis Scott work, wears and promotes, you know, mm-hmm. in his own line and his own modern stuff. Like, I think that that's kind of interesting that they're just happened to be the style that was what late nineties, early two thousands hoodies mm-hmm. that kind of coincide with what today's fashion is. And I know that's, you know, fashion is cyclical and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but I think it's probably him also looking back into Nike's history and being like, Oh, well I like this. And, so I'm gonna wear, you know, yeah, one yeah. that's like this. He's he's got a he's a he's been photographed a couple of times in like different Nike pieces. Yeah, and um, even like that, some people just want it just cause. Yeah, right, right, it. right. Yeah, five sure. people want SBs for the longest time because they see him sitting on a uh, Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, and, and they want they want those SBs. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I get it in that perspective. I think I think a lot of people are confused maybe by the trend because it's so essential that it's weird that it's a trend, you know what I mean? Like, it's so basic yeah, yeah. It that basic. it's weird that it be, you know, coveted in, in any way, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, these are these are hoodies that people left on the racks for, like, years because no, they weren't going for crazy prices and they weren't sought-after colors and stuff. And so for a lot of people who have been in the game this long, they think it's crazy that there's something that's that popular. Like, you could look at, you know, the uptick in Banties and be like, oh, well they're crazy expensive now and they weren't before but it's like yeah but they've always been coveted they've always been a couple hundred dollars now they're a couple thousand dollars like it's just it's just inflated because of how many people are now interested in this thing Mm -hmm. in general but with like these tees these are things that people were leaving on the racks like five ten years ago and Mm -hmm. now they're super popular you know yeah it's interesting but uh yeah back to what you said like trends like they come and go and like trends are just yeah well sorry what was the word that you used I don't know. The C word, the circle word. Uh, cyclical. Cyclical, yeah, yeah. They are. And um, they come and go. And, like, what I was saying, like, with his, um, back to what you are saying about the colors, like, he was really big on wearing, like, brown stuff. Yeah. And, like, even for that, like, period of time, like, the past, like, two years, like, brown has, like, just really came back. Yeah, earth tones. As general. a color, yeah. And like, I mean, Kanye and, a Kanye lot of and people, Travis mm-hmm. have a lot to do A lot with of that. people have just been wearing it more and just, it's, you know, it's influential, you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when you have someone with that big of a following. There's definitely going to be people who want to be like them, you know? For sure. What is the most coveted color of a center swoosh that you know? Like, I feel like at that point it comes, like, to, like, personal preference. Okay. Um, a lot of people want the brown one. Yeah. There's, like, a like a, like a a chocolate brown one. 
and then there's like the tan one which is like the one that travis scott wore yeah um personally i mean i'd probably want the brown one i think the brown one looks cooler yeah. are they like hard to get yeah that's crazy yeah on online like people a lot of people online um just try to sell it for a lot of money just because i mean that's how it is you see stuff selling for a lot of money you want to sell it you want to get that money for it yeah and it's not like that all the time i mean even with like it's it's just not like that with everything that is like that's the thing with vintage too is like someone's prices are not your prices and everybody's prices could be different you know people value things at different prices and people yeah some things just resonate with people differently right and more than other people yeah i i think it's also not only with the colors but like kind of the the style of hoodie outside of just the color and the nike swoosh on it is a style that is really really close to what's in style with a lot of travis scott stuff a lot of yeezy stuff it's similar like garment dyed colors Mm -hmm. where like the colors aren't they're not like vibrant like this i mean this one is kind of vibrant not really but like they're not like they're a little washed yeah yeah. you know what i mean not not like washes and they have spots or anything but like they're just slightly lighter than pigment dyed stuff you know and i think that that's really appealing about them too and like that's not necessarily something you know of Nike to do. You know what right, I mean? Right. Nike's usually like those those shirts you sh- you showed that are big, loud prints, big colors, bright colors, mm-hmm. athletics, you know, yellows and oranges and greens and stuff like that. Um, so I think in that way, that's why people left them on the rack five, ten years ago was because they weren't loud Nike in black and gold and yellow right. and stuff and Didn't red. Think they were like wanted as much yeah. right and now and that's probably the same reason why those earth tones came back as like you know a differentiation point for travis and kanye to wear earth tone stuff rather than like the bright colors mm-hmm. from the the past decade um yeah i think it's interesting yeah for sure yeah um this is another one i got this one's a little bit different it's got a white swoosh on it instead of like a black swoosh or so but uh-huh. um yeah, this one's cool to me because it's like all kind of messed up and thrashed, you know. Yeah. Like uh, the hoodie's all messed up over here, and the cuffs are distressed. Yeah. You got a little thumb hole for yourself there. <laughs> and you got another one over here. Yeah, that's crazy. But um, yeah, I think this one's cool too. It's it's pretty soft, and um, yeah, I like the quality of of them. And I've always just been, like I said, I've always just been a Nike guy. I've, yeah. I remember growing up, my first pair of like basketball shoes was just Nike. Yeah, I mean, I had a ton of SB hoodies grown up for sure i got like, a lot of sb stuff there was a lot of those um and like and like their shoes too for skating I, I always copped a bunch of their shoes yeah i feel like everyone in there like had janowski's like yeah i had a pair i had a pair that i got custom um that were like paisley pink and or uh purple and mint oh crazy they're crazy looking <laughs> um that's awesome that's awesome you have anything else in there um, I think that it for, yeah, that's all I brought for all right, today. Cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I think that the the um, I, I think it's interesting to see um, sellers respond to trends, especially too, because like since we're on the inside and we listen to what people say in their Instagram posts and stuff, a lot of people go really crazy when stuff starts to sell for prices that it didn't sell for a couple of days before, like we saw with. Disney tees, the same thing happened. Where mm-hmm. people went crazy because they were like, they shouldn't be worth that much, and blah 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 blah. And obviously, ultimately, it always comes down to what somebody's willing to pay for it. And um, I think in a lot of cases, people um, 
people will sell something for like a thousand dollars. Like I think what what was the what was the big center swoosh that sold? The big center swoosh. What was that? Thirteen like hundred or something. The one that Noodle bought for three thousand. Three thousand. Yeah. So like, what, can you explain that? Like, why, why did that one? Other than just them, is there anything other than them just wanting it for three thousand dollars that? Well, so the reason why it got ran, it got ran up pretty long, um, but it was like at like a thousand, and it was like you know on the live auction, and I think she was just bidding against one person, and they just, I guess, the other person just really wanted it too, and right. I know Noodle's been wanting that for a while, and like, it's um yeah, it was the pistachio colored center, it's like a like a sage green colorish, yeah, um, it's a little bit more, like, dull, uh-huh. compared to a sage, but, um. Yeah, she's been wanting that. I just remember, like, when I first met her on Instagram, she just really liked that color, and, like, she really wanted that hoodie in the center specifically. And after months, like, you just... It's, you can't, like, find it online. You can't even look it up. Like, it's... Right. It's probably not on eBay anywhere. Yeah. I mean, if it is, they probably will have it taxed because they know <laughs> that someone paid that much money for sure. it. Sure. Um, but, yeah, at, at that point, it was, like, she just... She wanted it for a while, and she's been saving it for a while, and she was, she was willing to pay that much for it, and because she she values them pretty much like she she appreciates them a lot yeah i mean Uh, that's that's crazy to me because i i can't even justify you know paying a hundred dollars for a t-shirt that i really want you know Um, a lot of people yeah a lot of people would disagree with that and i mean like you said it is everyone's personal i mean if you want to buy something i don't i don't care how how you spend your money but um i just think it's interesting because a lot of people had a lot of stuff to say about that like that that something could go for that much and like immediately everything gets thrown around about like was that real was that people really buying this for that like is this something because i think also when prices like that come into mind people immediate question is like i'm missing something Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they're like there's something about this that i'm missing that gives it value and not necessarily sometimes it's just somebody really wanted that thing more than everybody else did um so yeah she's been uh she's been collecting like nike hoodies and crewnecks for i'd say yeah the past couple years and i'm sure she's got a great collection you yeah. don't you don't buy something for that much if it's not part of an already yeah um, existing I've, collection yeah and i've seen it and i just wow it's it's a lot of it's a lot of clothes <laughs> yeah but uh yeah and it's it was pretty cool to see and it's cool to see that like how much they appreciate it and right. enjoy it and um yeah and back to what you're saying like the live auction sales it's 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 also different to like you can't really like when you're bidding at least because yeah. um you know bids will go wherever like same thing on ebay yeah like it's i feel like it's it's subjective, you know. Some people, some people agree, some people won't. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. It's just ultimately down to the buyer. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking of live auctions, you have a live auction that you're going to be on tomorrow, right? Yeah. So tomorrow I will be joining um, the Nike Flea on Instagram at 8:30 Eastern Time, 5:30 um, Pacific Time, nice. and I'll be running some of my personal stuff that I've had over the past couple months. Um, I don't know if I'm selling the one in here, the one with the white swoosh or yeah. the cream one. Um, cause like that one's mine and it's hard. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, if you guys want to tune in at eight thirty tomorrow, Eastern time, you can catch me there. I'll be selling some things. Whose uh, page is it on? It's, um, it'll be on mine too, but, um, it's, it's, uh, at the Nike flea on Instagram and it's hosted by vintage, you know, Sick. and that's the homie. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. Uh, is there anything else you want to say or promote um, while you're here? Appreciate you for having me on. Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Um, follow thrifts by Leo. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's gonna wrap up today's episode. Thanks everybody for watching. Um, make sure to like, comment, and ring that bell. 
Yes, sir. To let you know next time we go live. Um, next week, we will be going live on Wednesday, but we're probably going to be going live at like 5.15, so a little bit earlier. Um, but follow on my Instagram for uh, any updates. I'll let you know exactly when we're going up. Um, but yeah, next week is uh, Mag Street Vintage. Um, you friends with yeah, him, right? Shout out to you the homie before. Cooper. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we're excited to have him on. Um, but yeah, if you want to check out, like I said at the top of the show, if you want to check out everybody we have on season um, three, we have our first six guests announced, and then we're going to, um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to announce our special two-part finale and give you some um, some more details about that, uh, which will be pretty cool. But that's it. Um, thanks, everybody, for watching. Sweet. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, man. See you guys Appreciate later. It. Bye-bye.